0: You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial.
1: Well, what Israel has committed itself to do is militarily destroy Hamas. And they are certainly destroying some of their tunnels and killing some of their fighters, some important ones. But in the end, my point is, and my the lesson I draw from Northern Ireland, as well as other conflicts around the world, is you cannot resolve these problems by military means. They have, in the end, always to be resolved by negotiation. And what I think should happen is that the world's leaders should be focusing on promoting a negotiation. And Israel, which is entitled to its security, is not going to be able to achieve that security and defend its people if uh, they continue to refuse to negotiate properly with the Palestinian leadership. Now, that's difficult uh, to achieve because Hamas is obviously very militant and extreme. But I do think that if the focus was on promoting negotiation, in a way that it hasn't been since the uh, Barack Obama the president Obama's envoy John Kerry 10 years ago tried to get the negotiations going then i don't think this problem will be uh, will continue to be more and more horror followed by more and more terror and uh, everybody's a loser in that
0: Mm -hmm. You also say that the right-wing Israeli governments uh, have have thwarted serious negotiations with Palestine's more moderate party, like the late uh, Yasser Arafat's Fatah. Has Israelis or their actions promoted the extremist action of Hamas, perhaps? And how did Israel fail in that?
1: Well, there's no question about that, that the the more right-wing the government, the more insecure Israeli citizens have been and the hamas terror attack on october the 7th and it was that the attack on innocent civilians was quite uh, horrible well not just quite horrible it was terrible um that happened under the most right-wing israeli government there's ever been under um, prime minister netanyahu mm-hmm. uh, who has also by the way said that he doesn't favor the two-state solution um, and so he's not protecting his own citizens he's actually making them more uh, insecure more vulnerable to attacks of this kind and this and, and this attack this uh, devastation of G- gaza is just going to create more and more bitterness a desire for more retribution and then the cycle just gets worse and worse and worse so in the end however difficult it is and it is incredibly difficult i know from my experience in northern ireland where we managed to get in 2007 the bitter blood enemies shin fein linked to the ira uh the uh, irish republican army and um the, the democratic unionists who were the most hard-line unionists to share power together and people said it could never be achieved but we managed to achieve it under tony blair's government and i was his secretary of state for northern ireland these things are possible if you prioritize them and the Israeli government got to be pressed by uh, Washington and London and Brussels to understand that as well. And the Israeli people also to understand that their own security, the viability of their families and the, having a future that's worth living is dependent on negotiating with, yes, your enemies, because in the end you can't resolve these problems unless you do precisely that.
0: Is there perhaps a lesson in northern ireland to be learned here and how, and how the matter in 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 gaza and israel can be handled for modern conflicts
1: well yes because people said for decades british government said they would never talk to the ira because it had been committing terrible terrorist acts not just in northern ireland and the irish republic across the border to the south but also in london in manchester in birmingham and elsewhere hitting British citizens on um, in in Britain and so they 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 adopted exactly the same attitude as the Israeli government is adopting now and the American government is adopting and Rishi Sunak's uh, conservative government is adopting that we don't talk to those who commit terrorism but in the end that was what British governments had to do They talked to the leadership of Sinn Féin, who had, uh, obviously, the IRA was their military wing. They talked to them and they got a peace settlement. That was very, very difficult for the Unionist community because they'd been the main victims of IRA terrorism, just as it'll be difficult for Israeli citizens uh, to talk to Hamas and other Palestinian leaders. But in the end, there's no alternative. And those in the, the the Global North, those in London and Washington and elsewhere, say so they'll only talk to the leadership in the West Bank, which is very discredited, are not going to, you know, London and Washington and Brussels cannot choose the leadership of the Palestinian people. It's for the Palestinian people to choose that. You know from your own history in South Africa that the West, that London and Washington tried to promote um, uh, other leaders, and in, in the end, it was Nelson Mandela and the leadership of the ANC that they had to negotiate with. Mm. They didn't want to negotiate with them, but they had to negotiate with them. And I think the same kind of lessons in Northern Ireland and South, from South Africa as well have to be applied to, uh, to Israel-Palestine or this horror. And terror is just going to continue without end and without solution.
0: You did mention that Netanyahu do not believe in the two-state solution. But can the two-state solution be revived? And is that perhaps the answer to this particular crisis?
1: Well, that would be the ideal answer. Uh, but if you look at the what the Israeli government's been doing, uh, increasingly is more and more settlers in the West Bank Uh, And now Gaza all but destroyed. You do wonder, especially since Netanyahu said he doesn't favor a two-state solution anymore. And his ambassador to London made a very uh, extreme speech uh, saying the same thing. And fellow members of the current Israeli government, uh, Israeli cabinet, have said they don't believe in two-state solution. It would be the only, uh, it's the solution that everybody would like to see. It's the ideal one. But there may be other things you've got to look at. It may be a confederal state um, situation uh, which would have to be negotiated. But I think the the priority is negotiation. I would like to see a regional summit involving not just Israel, but also Egypt and Saudi Arabia and Jordan uh, and also Iran and the United Arab Emirates to try and resolve this problem because it has the capacity to blow up the whole region if it's not sold
0: we have seen over the years many successive attempts by israel for to push for more settlements in the uh, occupied areas now do you believe that the real agenda of the current israeli government perhaps might be to push palestinians out of their territories and into jordan and egypt
1: well there's certainly some right-wing israeli leaders who say precisely that that they want to take back all the territory uh, which is supposed to be palestinian territory in the west bank and gaza and i don't know how gaza is going to be rebuilt i don't know how the, the the people of gaza are going to be restored to their communities and their homes but that's got to be the priority but certainly there are important forces in israel who don't believe in it and the world has got to insist that the palestinians have a viable state or else there's go- both that they have self determination because that's their right, but also uh, equally that there will never be peace otherwise.
0: And that was the UK uh, Labour Peter Hain, Lord Peter Hain, and former anti apartheid activist, who says that peace talks are the only way forward. Your take on that? You can let me know what's on your mind.